Hey everybody, James Shepard here, back with another episode of the Merchant Sales Inside. I'm loving this weekly publication that we're doing. Gives me a great chance to highlight trends, industry news, as well as companies that I think uh, deserve some recognition. Uh, now, if you're anything like me, when you hear the word ATM, ATM machine, you know, you start to kind of zone out. Like, okay, you know, here, here's the here's the Merchant Sales Inside I can skip, right? Don't do that. Okay. This is actually really interesting because the title I came up with here is putting the cash in cash discounting. And as we're all, you know, focused on, you know, continuing to pass the cost of processing onto the consumer, variable pricing, dual pricing, you know, whatever it is, you know, we're doing these programs where there's a discounted price for cash, but many merchants don't have a cash option. And I want to talk to you about how to tap into new markets build loyalty and create new revenue streams with ATM machines. So here we go. ATMs often get overlooked by ISOs and agents. After all, residual splits on card processing fees are the bedrock upon which their merchant portfolios have been built. However, this attitude ignores one important fact. Cash remains a common form of payment and consumers and merchants alike prefer to be given choices. Data collected by the Federal Reserve reveals that consumers on average made 68 payment transactions a month in 2020, and 14 of those payments were made with cash. Credit cards were used for an average 18 payments. The average for debit cards was 23. Now, where does all this cash come from? Quite often, it comes from ATM machines. In fact, as more workers get paid electronically by direct deposit to bank or prepaid debit card accounts and more banks shutter branch locations, ATMs have become consumers' go-to place for cash access. Placing ATMs with merchants offers ISOs and agents opportunities to tap into the demand for cash, to generate new revenue streams in the form of residual splits on surcharges, to generate new revenue streams in lease and maintenance fees, and to generate stickier relationships. Merchant locations with ATMs benefit from higher spend. Studies have shown that consumers who withdraw cash from an ATM at a retail location are 50% more likely to spend some or all of that cash at that location. Other research indicates that cash customers who obtain cash from a merchant's ATM spend about 25% more than those who walk in off the street with the cash in their pockets. ATMs also make it possible for ISOs and agents to generate income from merchants who may not want or can't accept credit and debit cards. Examples of this are merchants selling marijuana, CBD, and other cannabis products. Because of the mismatch between state and federal law and the car brand prohibitions on boarding merchants that sell cannabis and other products, these are cash-only businesses. By offering customers the ability to withdraw cash from ATMs in their stores, these merchants benefit from more sales. They also earn money from a share of assessed surcharges. Jonas Marcos, the president and CEO of Star Financial, the sponsor of this week's Merchant Sales Insight, says, Small, family-owned convenience, grocery, liquor, and CBD stores are among the most common locations where we place ATMs. Star Financial has built a book of business installing and servicing ATMs at retail locations. It has ATMs installed at retail locations in 30 states. Another quote from Jonas, we see ATMs as a complement to card acceptance. And in some cases, like CBD shops, 
ATMs are a necessary alternative. Cash takes on added importance as more merchants move to cash discounting. Offering an ATM is a way to make money, a share of the ATM surcharge, when merchants' customers choose to save money by paying with cash. It also makes those customers rethink their decisions. After all, ATM surcharges can range from $3 to $5, and a non-cash adjustment or dual-price model on a $50 purchase is only going to be about $2 to use the card. An advanced degree in math isn't necessary to choose which is the better deal, the ATM machine or accepting the higher cost of running the card. Assessing the business model. Three questions you need to ask. Selling ATMs is different from selling merchant services. It's actually easier, Yonas says. The most likely prospects are businesses that don't accept credit cards. Maybe they don't want to take credit cards. Maybe pitching them on installing an ATM is going to allow you to make some extra money while also proving your worth as a partner when they do decide to accept card payments. Perhaps you have a prospect who can't accept card payments because of card brand rules, as is the case with marijuana dispensaries and CBD shops. The laws and card brand rules around cannabis sales will change someday. When the changes come, the ISOR agent who placed an ATM in that shop has a good chance to get the merchant account. Another good idea when selling ATM services is to look for businesses that have a lot of foot traffic. Liquor stores, bodegas, neighborhood grocery, shopping malls. Now, here are the nitty-gritty details. There are three variables or questions that contribute to the overall profitability of offering ATM services. So let's examine each one. Number one, who owns the ATM machine? There are several options, each with its own revenue model. An ATM ISO, like Star, can retain ownership of the machine, placing it in the store in exchange for a monthly rental fee. The ISO can lease the machine to the store owner. That's another option. Number three, a reseller ISO, a reselling ISO, or an individual agent can purchase and lease the ATM to the owner. Number four, the store owner can purchase the ATM outright and pay for maintenance. ISOs and agents working with Star Financial can be involved as little or as much as they want, Jonas explains. Most work as referral partners, leaving installation and maintenance to Star Financial. They receive a referral fee and a share of the monthly revenue stream. Number two, who services the ATM? ATM maintenance includes replacing and restocking cash, paper, and ink, as well as handling problems like jammed currency and paper. Obviously, the more of the maintenance workload merchants assume, the more money they make from the ATM. Some, especially those with many cash sales, may want the option of loading cash into the ATMs in their store, but they would rather not deal with other maintenance tasks. Most prefer to leave all the maintenance to the pros, the ATM company. Whatever the merchant's preference, there is money to be made by all parties involved, which leads us to number three, who makes money and how. The money to be made from an ATM will depend on how involved each party is in the installation and servicing of the machine. When a merchant purchases an ATM from a company like Star, the referring ISOR agent receives a share of the purchase price. An ISOR agent may purchase the ATM directly from Star and sell the device to the merchant at a markup. If the merchant chooses to lease the ATM, the referring ISOR agent benefits from that residual stream as well. 
In all these situations, the merchant will likely need a service contract, which creates another residual opportunity for the ISO agent. ATM surcharges or convenience fees are yet another revenue opportunity. The average ATM surcharge was $3.08 in 2020, according to the website Bankrate. In many metropolitan areas, it was even higher. ATM surcharges in Atlanta, for example, averaged $5.23. In Phoenix, the average was $5.17, and in Dallas, it was $4.46. The ATM owner retains the bulk of the surcharge fee. When the owner is an ATM company, the merchant and any referring ISOR agent gets a large share of that surcharge revenue. Here's another quote from Jonas. When an ISOR agent works with us, all they must do is write the deal, nothing else. We do all the heavy lifting. They can collect 50 cents to $1.25 per transaction on average. Obviously, when the ISOR agent owns the ATM, the ISOR agent receives the bulk of the surcharge revenue. So again, one big difference here with the ATM market is understanding that commission is split between the ISO, in this case, Star Financial, the agent or referring ISO, and the merchant. And that's unusual, right, for us. We don't think of that in terms of credit card processing. We don't share the fees with the merchant. In the case of ATM, we are sharing the fee with the merchant, and the merchant's cut is going to depend on are they maintaining the, the system themselves and replacing the cash? Do they own the ATM machine? You know, these different variables come into play. Depending on how involved the merchant is, there's going to be more or less of that surcharge revenue left over for the uh, for Star Financial and the ISOR agent to split up. Now, this last section was written by Patty Murphy. She is very passionate about ATMs, and so I asked her to write a section about the future of ATMs. In the payment space, old ways of transacting never die. They simply adjust to new market dynamics. That's why, despite prognostications about the cashless society, consumers continue to spend trillions of dollars using greenbacks every year. In 2020, roughly one out of every five consumer purchases was paid using cash, according to the Federal Reserve. That's one in five. Today, most consumers go to ATMs for cash. ATMs can do much more than just dispense cash, however. We're already seeing ATMs that allow consumers to pay for added minutes on their mobile phone plans and to buy and reload prepaid cards. Dynamic currency conversion is common in regions frequented by foreign tourists. Some ATMs even offer an option to purchase and sell cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ether. Looking forward, I would expect to see more value-added services available through ATMs, and there will be exciting opportunities to emerge from the integration of ATMs with mobile technology. Think in terms of device-to-terminal pairing, to support cardless cash withdrawals. Our fleet of ATMs is always evolving, explains Jonas. Upgrades are regularly and readily done with side carts and software changes. The actual hardware typically gets replaced every three to five years. Conclusion. The first ATMs were deployed more than 50 years ago, and they remain a popular way for consumers to quickly access cash on the go. There are residual streams to be earned by ISOs and agents who cater to this demand by placing ATMs in retail locations. This can be an especially crafty way to boost residuals by making cash available for consumers, consumers who want to take advantage of cash discounts. Think of it as putting the cash in cash discounting. Contact Star Financial today 
learn more about how they can help you expand your portfolio of merchant services and build a more profitable book of business. My name is James Shepard. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this week's edition of the Merchant Sales Insight.